Hey all you listening out there, my name is Steve Bill and you're tuning into the first ever episode of the Cleat History Podcast. A little preview into Cleat History, I'll be doing a 10 to 15 minute podcast every Friday and now until Jackie Robbins Day of the 2021 MLB season. I really am excited about where this journey takes me and hope my listeners enjoy it as well. Anyways, here on Cleat History... I'm going to talk about the valuable history and insight to the game of baseball. I'm going to share with you the moments and players of the past that sometimes always don't see the limelight, the heroes and villains of yesterday, players that expanded the game and hurt the game, the teams that made history, and the ones who are forgotten in it. So without further ado, let's get into it. For my first episode, I thought it was only necessary to start off speaking on behalf of one of the most important and impactful players of all time. With no debate, Jackie Robinson changed not only the baseball world, but the sporting world forever. Jackie broke the color barrier in American baseball, which was a completely white man's game at that point in time. I mean, this is 20 years before the civil rights movement. This was a huge step for humanity in what he was doing. The second baseman turned a lot of heads when he took the field for the Brooklyn Dodgers that day in 1947. What Jackie was doing was risking his life for the better of the world. Jackie stood up to white America, looked in the eyes, and said, I'm going to play the same game you're playing no matter how much you put me down. He was harassed, intentionally hit, and cursed at. His life in the majors must have been absolutely brutal. He knew if he risked it all, it would be worth it for sure in the end. Look what Jackie has contributed because he chose to stand up for his people. His impact following disrupting the league led us fans of the game to get players like Ken Griffey, Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and Mookie Betts in the future. Without Jackie, there is no Griffey or Mays or Bonds or Betts. He paved the way for the progression of sports into the future that has led up to today. Okay, so as of right now, I'm a college student, and while I'm in my American sports history class, I watched a documentary on black baseball players in the Negro uh, Negro Leagues before Jackie came in and struck a chord of the color barrier. It was called Only the Ball Was White. It told the reality of a history of baseball and its lost talent in the Negro Leagues. It is sad to me because we have players that have the talent, but they don't ha- get a chance to play on the biggest stage because of their skin color. I mean, look at Satchel Page. The man played over three decades of baseball and throw harder than anyone. He lost out at, on an opportunity to play the game at the highest level in his prime because of the color of his skin. Many former players in the documentary were describing the conditions of what they went through playing in the Negro Leagues. It was nothing compared to the white major leaguers like Babe Ruth or the New York Yankees were getting. At the time, no hotels would accept the teams to stay while they traveled, so they stayed in off-road housings, which sometimes had bugs and poor maintenance. Their pay was horrendous during the season, sometimes being less than $1 a game. Every time the players entered a new town, they had to be careful of their surroundings because they didn't know what kind of town they were getting uh, into people-wise. Racism was still prevalent, especially throughout the South, and traveling down there was a nightmare. With these things players have seen on the road, they would have never believed that someone with their color skin would get a chance to play among the white men. They even had the talent to, but just because of their skin, they were restricted from playing in the major leagues. 
It is a shame how many phenomenal players of the game of baseball missed out due to racism. When Jackie broke out, white men wanted to, white people wanted to kill him for it. People were scared to cross that boundary from the Negro League to the professional league. But there was also others who came before who would have done it in a heartbeat just to play on that professional diamond as something other than a black man, but a teammate in an integrated sport. Turning the corner, I wanted to talk about something I read in class and did a presentation on. Blacks were a major staple in shifting the paradigm in the MLB, but also so were the Cuban players of baseball's past. Cuban players were another case of a group of talented players seeing their talent put to the wayside because of skin color. Barnstorming was a huge thing for the MLB in the early 1900s. It was when teams from the States would play teams from Cuba for exhibition games to tune up for the season. The funny thing is about these games is sometimes these Cuban teams would spank the American teams. They had the talent and they wanted to prove it. The MLB didn't want Cubans and Puerto Ricans in their game, and that stood for a while. The racist system that held them back was continuing on and on. It did not matter if the talent was there, the skin wasn't. The regulations and travel laws also didn't help as well to get athletes over here. It was a hard, long process for Cubans to come over to the States. Cuban team officials had to comply with U.S. immigration laws and other federal policies in order to secure entry for their teams. Prior to coming to the States, Cuban team officials had to secure U.S. visas for their players as well. Cubans were denied entry for many random reasons at times. Cuban star pitcher Jose Mendez was denied one spring because he had some sort of illness, they told him. It was all a distraction from the racial intent in the U.S. border officials. As Cubans were even starting to break through in the league, they had to prove they weren't black. They would also be intentionally thrown at because of who they were. Sports writers would call them beautiful Castilian bars of soap or horrible racist names to describe who they were. Just like the black athlete, it was no cakewalk for Cubans to break into baseball in the early 1900s. They walked a fine line in order to change history. Like Jackie, if it weren't for Cuban players, we wouldn't have guys like Roberto Clemente or Francisco Lindor. With all that has been done to carve the future, does the black athlete have a social responsibility to stand up for one, one's community? All semester I've listened and talked about sports in a way I've never before. As a white man, I am trying to view history from a non-white person's perspective here. I knew sports history, but not to this extent. Over the course of this fall, we covered Jackie Robinson, Jesse Owens, Colin Kaepernick, and the list goes on on the influential black athletes that have been throughout history. In lectures and videos I saw in class, there are examples of black athletes that stand up for the community and there are examples when the black athletes would rather stay on the sideline. Videos of the media shaming Colin Kaepernick until he loses his job for standing up for what he believes in, or an episode of The Last Dance where Michael Jordan implies Republicans buy his shoes when asked about the North Carolina Senate race, which featured an openly racist Republican candidate. I've seen both sides of the coin. White America loves their quiet black athlete. Any outspokenness is a big no-no. Black athletes could choose to try and improve what men like Jackie Robinson or Jesse Owens did for black athletes to follow them, or they could sit back like O.J. Simpson and worry about themselves and what white America thinks of them. The world needs black athletes to push the envelope on social issues. 
LeBron James is the king of the NBA and is also one of the most outspoken players in all of sports when it comes to racial injustice. Jackie Robinson walked out on that field so other players could say and do what they do today. Jackie offered a pathway to progression. We are still we still aren't there yet. We are taking the steps to progress into the future. It wasn't until 1947 that a black man played the white man's sport in front of the whole world. Jackie Robinson is a figure in sports like no other. He was a phenomenal player, but that isn't the reason for his larger-than-life impact. He is a day in honor of him every year during the MLB season. The MLB went from having uh, any black players at all to having a whole day dedicated to Jackie Robinson across the league. If you watch baseball, you notice that teams aren't as white as they were in the early 1900s. You will also notice no team wears the number 42, and that is for good reason. The number is retired and always will be. That number is more than just stitching on a Dodgers uniform. 42 symbolizes hope for a brighter tomorrow. The teams we see now are far more diverse than they used to be. It all started with what Jackie did. Baseball has turned into the world's game. It even has a world baseball classic where teams from around the world come to compete from in multiple countries. The sport will soon be moving the Olympics, I've heard as well. In 100 years, we went from an all-white sport to one of the most diverse sports on the planet. If you did not get to see Jackie's impact in your lifetime, you still see it today. The black athlete still has to deal with the society's struggles they face daily just for being black. So in order to push further, we need, to, we need more Jackies, more players who are going to step up and speak out or act upon uh, things they see as wrong. At the end of the day, the lasting impact of Jackie Robinson and black athletes that speak out just like him are beneficial for the progression of sports and ultimately society's way of dealing with racism. Sports can unify us. This is where I'm going to wrap up. I thank you all so much for listening and hope you catch up with me next week when I speak on Marshawn Lynch and the stigma around his interviews. Thank you.